This is a Triple J podcast. This is such a hot episode. I know. Time and time again, we are throwing you the pickiest of bones to pick with us because sometimes we don't even know our opinion on these things, so we need to employ you to do that. Yeah, we have got a great episode, a very relatable episode for you today. We have all had a friend that has dated someone that we just don't like. Yeah, you're a bit like, oh, they're just... They're a bit of a dud, but you maybe, maybe not for a really big reason, you know. Like, they're not abusive. They're not toxic. Yeah, we're definitely not talking about, like, proper red flags. No, no. These are just, like, small things. They might just be a bit of an arsehole and something's off. You don't like them. Yeah, they kind of suck. And whatever it is, you don't know whether or not you should tell your friend. And in this episode, we're going to find out, is it your place And if you are going to tell them, how should you do it? Because we all know it's really fucking awkward. It's a sensitive thing. And you could potentially lose your friend by telling them. High stakes. Stay tuned. We're going to figure it out. As per usual, we put this up on our Instagram and so many of you are dealing with this right now. Our DMs are full of messages at the moment. Yeah, like this one from Rennie. She says, I'm in this situation right now. They aren't abusive or problematic. Just a few orange flags here and there, but they've been together for five years and there have been so many instances of where I'm like, why? But even though none of us and her family like him, we stay quiet because she wants to stay with him somehow. I love that. Orange flags, by the way. I know. That's the whole thing. But like the shade in like somehow she wants to stay with him. (laughs) Um, And Nick as well DM'd. He's in the thick of it. He says, oh, my God, I'm in this position at the moment. I have a friend getting married at the end of the year, been invited to the wedding, but don't agree with the relationship. That's a hard one. There were so many messages from you where, yeah, you were basically like, okay, it's getting to the pointy end. I either say something now or forever hold my peace. You're like, I'm the maid of honor. Yeah. Help. <laughs> so why is this such a thing, right? I mean, there are so many reasons we could go through why you might not like their partner. It could be like they're just not a nice person. Maybe they don't contribute to the friend group. They don't treat your friend as well as they should. Yeah, like you think your mate could do way better. They don't have the same values as your friend. Or maybe they do, but they don't have the same values as you and it's just rubbing you the wrong way. Yeah, or they're in different stages of life. They're just not compatible. They fight all the time. I feel like that's a huge one. Like you can just, you can feel the energy of them together and you're like, you deserve better. Yeah, like you actually actively avoid hanging out with them as a couple because you're just like, oh, it's just going to be so awkward and cringe. But maybe... It's simply that the vibes are jank chief for real. (laughs) You know, you just tell about someone, you're like, I just don't like their vibe. I don't like you. You're either like just a little bit, you're just a bit shit. Yeah. Well, we spoke to psychologist Jared White about this and straight away he was like, let's get science involved. It could be so many reasons. I'm going to go straight to this study that was done that where they actually categorized it into five different reasons. This is a study by Zang and Marola, and they put it into these categories. One is obligation about being honest. Another is protection of friends' well-being is one, and protection of friends being hurt is the other. If you're asked by a friend, what do you think of the friend? That's another reason why you might want to say it. And the other is that fear that your friendship is in jeopardy. 
So you fear that something's going to happen to your friendship. And so that's why you say something. So maybe jealousy there or, or something like that. So, I mean, they're just five categories in a study, but I mean, we might want to say something to our friends for a whole host of reasons that can be, you know, something we don't like about them personally, something where we see that they're rude or there's a quality of theirs that we don't gel with, or they're not hanging out with our friends or, or we see our friend losing confidence. It's endless. Pip. I don't know about you, but sometimes when I've had best friends that I'm really close with, ride or die, they get a partner and you just don't like them and you kind of have to check yourself a bit. I mean, I haven't really been mature enough to do this, but like, is this coming from a place of jealousy? Because like sometimes it do be like that. I think one, it's then important to check jealousy. I don't know, jealousy gets a bad rap and I'm always like skeptical of trying to say like, we don't speak from a place of jealousy because I think sometimes being able to say to your friend, like I'm feeling jealous is actually a really powerful thing. And to say, you know, I'm worried about losing you as a friend is a really powerful thing to say because that's actually about your friendship. That's not about the partner. And it's also, I think, you know, a way that you can consider what's happening from your friend's perspective in the friendship. Like why, when they have a partner, are they not spending time with you? Is that the partner or is that really how your friend operates in a relationship? So we can so easily put that on the partner and be like, it's the partner's fault. But maybe there's something about the way our friend operates in that relationship that's moving them away from us. So I think jealousy is an okay thing to feel and it's an okay thing for us to say. So sometimes it's okay to come from that place. But also I think the other thing to think about is what are our concrete examples for why we don't like this partner? You know, we've got to have something concrete. It can't be because he looked at me in a certain way or it can't be because, you know, like (laughs) he was, you know, uh, talking to these people from a distance. I saw them talking to these these other people and he looked a bit seedy or whatever, you know, whatever it is. Like we've got to have something concrete. And, and that will be really helpful to know, okay, what's going on here. Okay, as per usual, like we've been saying, we put this up on our Instagram. Should you tell your friend if you don't like their partner, you think they suck, they're just a bit shit? We put up a poll. Pip and I were really, really shocked by this. <laughs> 79% of you said yes. That is wild because... I just think in theory and on paper, yeah, it sounds like a great idea to be honest with your friends. But when you have like the friendship at stake, when you don't know how they're going to react. Yeah. It's just like, are you actually going to front up and do that? Like, pull up. Tell me what you really think. (laughs) A lot of people aren't though. Or there were a lot of people in our DMs telling us that it didn't really go to plan. So obviously after this incredible stat of 79%, we had to vibe check with you. And see what you're actually doing, what you're actually thinking, and here's what you have to say. It's a damn touchy thing. I think it is really important to tell someone when they think their partner is a bit shit or that they have worries. My friends, especially my best friends, have told me when they're worried about um, how my partner might potentially be treating me or making sure I'm happy in the relationship. And I think as long as they're doing it in a way that's um, approaching, you know, I want to make sure you're okay, I want to make sure you're happy, is this actually the reality of the situation? Because obviously they're looking at it from the outside perspective. So it's good to have that open communication. I don't think I know one person who has been confronted with information about their partner and actually believed the third party that's told them. That's why this never works because everyone always has rose-coloured glasses on. They always believe their partner. They're never going to believe the other person and it just distances them from whoever's telling them the information. 
just like if they rub me the wrong way or if they just do like shit things or like if they're manipulating them I'll, I'll let them know like you know it's kind of a shit thing as a friend to like not tell your mates these sort of things so i found it really helpful that my mates told me that my partner sucked my ex-partner it gave me an opportunity to explain to them what my life had really been like um and it was really good that they'd actually noticed that my partner did suck i don't think you should tell your friend that their partner's shit because it's their relationship what goes on between them and their partner is none of your concern just stay in your lane I love that. Stay in your lane. <laughs> stay moisturised. Stay in your lane. Put the blinders on. Oh keep on God. rolling, apparently. Okay, but enough from us. Let's get an expert back in the room. Let's chat to Jared again. He was actually shocked by the poll just as much as we were because he leans more towards not telling them at all. I actually can't believe that. I'm, I'm shocked. Like, I mean, I get it. I get it. But also, well, here's the thing, right? If you if you go to your friend and you say your partner sucks, like that's just like it's negative, it's critical, it's gonna make them feel shit. They're going to and and we know what happens when people feel bad about themselves or insecure because it's kind of like saying the person you chose sucks and they're going to become defensive. So it's never a good idea to go up to your friend and say, listen, and obviously we're more nuanced now, no, no, but, but to say like your partner sucks, it's, it's not a great idea. But are we allowed to say to them uh, something about what's happening in their relationship that we're struggling with? I think that's a different story. Like if you're saying, you know, I was out, at, we were all out at dinner and this person just was so rude to the wait, waiters, like they, you know, said a couple of things that were really rude or they ignored them or they like, you know, demanded something that was, you know, whatever the example is. I think you're allowed to say, I, I found it really hard when they did that, you know, and then you're not categorizing the person as someone who sucks, but you're saying, I found this difficult. But even that is like, you know, you have to be very careful around even doing that. So I, I've, I'm removing it from saying, you know, your partner sucks and going a few steps before that. Let's come up with a concrete example. But even that and then going and telling your friend that, I say we have to be really careful around that. Oh, you can definitely feel his apprehension it's giving, on this. It's giving this. Yes. Like yeah. you can tell he's like his face is just going. Sucking in through the teeth. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. Dangerous territory. <laughs> So, yeah, obviously, as you just heard, Jared says, you've got to be really, really careful. Um, And this is such a nuanced situation. It's going to be so person to person, right? But obviously, there are going to be times where you should say something. Or maybe you've just decided, look, like Jared said, I've got these concrete examples. I've had five years of this person being a shit dog to waiters. I've had enough. (laughs) This is something that Sarah messaged us about. And yeah, she's going through this right now. So my partner of eight years, um, his brother is dating this girl who we just really don't get along with. And part of that is just maybe a clash of personalities or we just don't really have the same interests. Um, which I think in that situation is maybe something that you could kind of bite your tongue on. But more than that, I think that they're just fundamentally a bad couple because they don't have the same values. They don't want the same things. They fight about money all the time. They came to visit us recently and it was really kind of hard to not, you know, to act like we actually liked her. And it's really hard because it's his brother and we want him to find someone that, so we can all hang out and do things together. But 
it's really hard and I don't know what to do. Once again, it's giving... One of them. It's really hard. Yeah. I mean, like, if everyone is unhappy, especially your friend who's dating the person, like, at what point do you really just want to naturally just, like, step in and stop it? Oh, totally. Like, it's your best friend, say, or your friend. Like, you care about them so much. Like, seeing them happy makes you happy. So you're probably feeling, I can't be dishonest anymore about how I'm feeling towards their partner and if it is really getting you down seeing your friends so affected by the relationship in a bad way well what then okay so we asked Jared this if this is actually the case how do you break the bad news I think one thing that you you mentioned there which is really important is there's going to be a difference between the friends who are unhappy in the relationship and the friends who are not Let's start with the friends who are unhappy in the relationship. This friend's probably complaining to you about their partner all the time. Or, or even if they're not, they're you know that they're unhappy, they're talking about it in some way, shape or form. And I think that is a wonderful place to work on your friendship. And when I say a friendship, I mean, like, let's talk about it together. You know, let's not, we need to tell you something. Because you're already telling me that you're unhappy. So I don't need to then tell you that your partner sucks because I'm just, well, why am I doing that? I don't need to tell you that. You're already telling me. So let's talk about it. Tell me more why, why you're unhappy. Let's open up a space, you know, and, and, and really that is like a collaborative conversation. It's not something where I have to, I have to be the one to come in here and tell you that there's something wrong because you're already telling me that there is. I'm just here as your friend, as your support to talk out with you what's going on in your relationship, all these examples you keep telling me, I'm here to talk with you about that. And the thing about that is that we offering, we're offering our friend in that moment a place of support that they can come to and when they do that, they all of a sudden feel more connected to other people around so they feel like they can potentially leave the partner if they need to. If they feel isolated from us because we've said you need to leave your partner and they're like, oh, I'm not ready to do that, then they're less likely to leave. But what if your friend is really happy? Like the opposite of that situation. Yeah. They're very in love with their partner. Yeah, like we've had so many DMs from people talking about their friends having full-on rose-coloured glasses and they just can't see how bad their partner is for them. Yeah, Davey was someone in our DMs. He said, I wish my friends told me sooner. I was totally in love and just didn't see it. Yeah, so many people in similar situations like that. Well, again, we asked Jared and here's what he had to say. I'm not sure that you can tell them. One thing that we've already mentioned is some concrete examples. And rather than saying like your partner's a really bad person because of this, 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 say I saw this happen. Did you see this? How did how did you feel about it? Like, and they're like, oh, it's not a big deal. I didn't even notice it. Um, and that keeps happening. In that in that case, then it's a bit of a struggle to to have a conversation with them about the pun because they do have rose colored glasses on. So there's a few things that I think about there. The first one is like rather than telling them anything, uh, perhaps it's leading by example, showing them the the type of relationship that they want, inviting them with you and your partner if you feel like you've got a good partner who's like doing things the way, you know, like letting them see other relationships and showing them that. The other is trying to build in one-on-one time with you and your friend, if you can, to to strengthen your friendship and give uh, your friends some support. And the last thing I'd say is sometimes, you know, we've talked about like giving space to our friends and letting them talk and that kind of thing. Sometimes we just need to put up boundaries, you know. 
Like sometimes we need to just be able to say, look, I can't, I can't come and hang out with you and your partner today or at the moment I need to go and do this or, you know, finding ways to, to spend less time with the partner if it's really bothering you. One of the biggest things we heard from you was that when you did tell your friend, you lost the friendship. Yeah, this definitely seems to be the most common thing that happens from this. Um, Jason DM'd us saying that he's lost a friendship. He said, we haven't really spoken since, and I know they broke up, but even then, they don't talk to me anymore. We also had that DM um, from Jess as well, who said she lost a 10-year friendship over something like this. Yeah, this was just such a huge thing that you replied to us in our story. And it was actually something that Jared found, again, in science, in that study. In this study... They found that for people who told their friend, the reactions of the friends included things like feeling less, the friends feeling less satisfied in their friendships, they're no longer as close to their friends, and they were less likely to continue the friendship. So this is kind of like a bit bleak, isn't it? This is kind of like, this is what happens when you start telling your friend that it's not good. So they're the kinds of things I think we can expect. And that's tough because you know, then you kind of feel like you're in a bit of a corner. You're like, what do I do then? And that's why it might be about like having to put up a boundary or sometimes we have to be okay with letting go of that part of our friendship. It might be that way for a long time or it might change over time, but sometimes we just have to be okay with letting go of talking about it with our friends for a while. I resonate with that so much because I'm very protective of my friends and I mean, I'm definitely not anymore, but I was such in the camp of like, dump them, you know, like that's just my automatic, <laughs> nah, dump them, trash, shit, hate them, get rid of them. Like that's always like my default. I've changed. I'm not like that anymore. But I automatically, like my friends know because I suck at lying when I don't like their partner, like they just know. And I've had so many friendships where they've just distanced themselves from me a bit or there's like this underlying tension or they just don't talk to me about their partner or they just don't bring them. They know that they just can't bring them to stuff that I'm going to be at. Like, it's not ever that extreme, but it's just a bit like there's, like Jared said, like you have to kind of be okay with like losing a friend kind of to a degree. That's in hindsight, like looking back at my friendships where that's happened, it's like sad because you would want your friends to come to you to talk about whatever they're feeling. And if that means that they're feeling really upset and sad about something their partner's doing, I don't know, like it's kind of upsetting to think that my friends felt like they couldn't do that with me. Yeah, 100%. Like it driving a huge wedge between you is such a reality. And sometimes you might even lose the friendship altogether. But that being said, that doesn't happen all the time. There are some okay stories that have come out of this, thank goodness. (laughs) Um, Jamie got in our DMs and she said that this just happened to her. I had wanted to say something for a while, but she had never complained directly. Um, And so I felt like it wasn't my place to tell her that I didn't like him. They're going to, like, get married soon. They're, like, leaning towards that. So I was like, okay, well, I'm going to be in the wedding. I've got to let her know (laughs) that I don't like him. I tried to be really supportive still and let her know that um, I'll support her choice regardless, even though I think she can do better. Um, and yeah, just tried to make sure that she knew that it wasn't because we don't get along. It was just that I feel like she could do better than him. Like he doesn't treat her very well. Um, and she seems to think that that's the best she's going to get. I wasn't sure how she'd react, but, um, I told her and 
she knows that everyone doesn't like him and she just is fine with it. But she also said, you know, um, he's, he's going to work on it. He's aware of where he falls short um, and he'll work on it. And I'm like, okay, well, I hope he does. Like, <laughs> I didn't tell her for a really long time because I didn't want it to impact our friendship. And I also didn't want her to think that um, I was going to push her towards breaking up with him. I still wanted her to do what she wanted to do. Um, but yeah, so far she seems okay with it. She reacted, reacted a lot better than I thought she would. Honestly, that is so huge of Jamie to do. Like that would have been a really scary and hard conversation. Mm. Um, but I guess also like get ready to maybe feel disappointed that your friend is going to stick with their partner. They might not do anything with even what you say. Like they might be like, cool. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> have fun with being my maid of honour. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And I think, yeah, like uh, Jamie was saying, you kind of just have to be okay with that, sit with it, and stay as a friend to support them. A really risky thing you can do is tell your friend after they've broken up with their partner, I never liked them. Or just like they were trash, hated them, Thank God. Good riddance. And it's always like really well-intentioned. They're like, you dodged a bullet, babe. Well done. (laughs) Okay, so this happened to me, right? I had just broken up with somebody and I really hid them from my friends because I knew that they were bad for me. Um, And yeah, as soon as we broke up, we're hanging out at my house and they were like doing the whole spiel. We never liked them. They Mm. sucked. All this stuff. And I was like, yeah, totally. I'm just going to go to the bathroom real quick. And then I like went to the bathroom bawled my eyes out, was like texting my friend being like, this is happening. I'm getting like totally roasted. I feel so ashamed and embarrassed because that's how you feel. It's like you feel like you've picked a bad person and it's like a reflection on you because it's Mm -hmm. like you're only as good as the company you keep, right? And to me, yeah, just in that moment, I was just like, I really didn't need to hear that because I'm still kind of in love with this person. It's been two days, guys. (laughs) Give it some space. (laughs) You're literally going through a breakup. Yeah. it is raw that's salt in the wound yeah and then they just poured lemon juice in there as well (laughs) just for good measure you were down just beat you down ah but i get it like it comes from a good place Oh god! but please just like don't do it so soon that actually reminds me pip this happened to presenter and podcaster linda mariano we actually did a whole episode with her recently. Um, check it out on your feeds. It's about her relationships and people-pleasing and blah, blah, blah. But anyway, she spoke to us about one of her exes and how he was pretty shit. He was, you know, not a great guy. And her friends didn't tell her until after they had just broken up. I was with someone that did feel hot and cold and I started to realise how how my values were being morphed to meet where he was constantly. And it was weird because when I came out of that relationship, eventually my best friends had picked up on it where they were like, you realise you're kind of a different person when you're with that person. And that was really hard to hear. You know, my some of my best friends, like Mishka, who I talk about in the book, was like, no, 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 you're, you're not yourself and, and you don't, you're not, you haven't been honest. Okay, if you haven't already, definitely go listen to the whole app. It is bonus Linda Mariano on people-pleasing in relationships. It's in your feeds. And, yeah, Jared told us his opinion on the post-breakup chat. Uh, I think we, we have to, again, check what place it's coming from. Sometimes it can feel good to 
be like, I knew I was right and I wanted to, you know, and that, that, that can feel good to say that. And we might even think that we're supporting our friend by saying that, but remembering that that time is like after a breakup, it's so nuanced and complex and we're going through all these feelings that I'd say like have a couple of conversations with your friend first about how they're going in the breakup before we start inputting with our feelings or what we thought about the the partner. And I think it's important, like, you know, we are talking here about how do we tell a friend? And in that, what we're effectively talking about is how do we be a friend? And I think in being a friend, what we're looking to do is to to listen and support rather than to be right about something or to tell them something or to have them learn from us. Because really, like, that's how we uh, connect with people by listening to them and and, and supporting them. Also, not to mention, D, mm. it is so risky to do this post-breakup chat and fully roast their ex because they might get back together again. Oh, my God. This it happens so much. So much. There were so many DMs about this. Uh, Anna messaged and she was like, it's the worst when they break up and you unleash all your opinions and then bam, they're back together again. We have to talk about interventions, right? Oh, my God. <laughs> It's, Do you know what's wild? So many people have interventions. It is so hectic. I thought it was just on TV and movies, but people do be having these in real life. When I hear it, I always think that there's like a room full of people holding up a sign and it's just like break up or something. Like depending yeah. on what the intervention is, but I'm like, Dump oh my them. God. There's drinks. There's some snacks. Everyone's like sitting down in a circle. I don't know. But... There are people who are doing it and there are a lot of people who actually got in touch with us and said that they wished their friends did it to them and Steph is one of them. So this has actually happened to me twice and the first time the guy was a total a-hole, like lied all the time and yeah, basically my entire friends and family all hated him and when he broke up with me they all said like, oh, we're so relieved but if they really were all that relieved, why didn't they say something in the first place? Like your friends and family are the ones that are supposed to love you and supposedly always want the best for you and if they really felt like he wasn't, then why would they not say something? Again, it's always in hindsight, you're like, oh, why didn't you tell me? It's like, no, no, at the time you would have hated it. Anyway, Mm. Jared says, I don't know how he feels about interventions. He was like, it's kind of hectic. Wow. Like, can you imagine that? That is, that is, that is like, I, I can, I can understand it. Cause it's like, you know, you know, that way we have more evidence and we've got more backing behind it. And it's not just one person. So we don't, but it seems so like it's it's so dangerous because as you can imagine when one person is telling us that we've chosen someone who sucks then uh we're going to be defensive but when six people are telling us like how much more defensive we can feel about it and like how much more alone that friend feels when it's a group situation it's it's so hard like when it's a group to be like humble and and accept that so it's like You've all got together. You've all organized this thing without including me and I'm in it and you're telling me that you all agree on something that I've had no idea you were talking about. So there's all of this stuff that's going on behind the scenes as well. So I get it, but I also, I'm not going to say don't do it, but I just think you have to be so careful about it and recognize that the person you're doing it to is likely, it's going to take a lot for them to accept and hear what's going on in that conversation. Okay, let's quickly flip this because you might be listening and 
you might be like, okay, I might have to tell my friend one day that their partner is trash, but you also might be the person dating the trash person. Oh, definitely. There were a lot of people in the DMs saying that they were like, I've been that person and I got approached by friend, a friend or friends. So how should you respond? Like if you are the person that's dating the trash person, how should you respond if your friend is giving you an intervention (laughs) and they're like, listen, I just don't like your partner. Jared says, remember, like, everything we've been talking about so far in this episode, it's going to be a hard conversation for your friend to even be having with you. It's a difficult thing for your friend to do, and it's, like, laden with conflict. So the first bit of advice would be just to see if we can remember that, that, like, our friend is coming to us, not always, like, I can't speak to every example, but I think in a lot of cases, like, it's a really hard conversation for our friend to have. Now, that's a hard thing to do, to be empathetic to our friend's circumstances, telling us that our relation, that's a really hard thing to do, but um, it could help us navigate that conversation a little bit more readily and easily. And one thing I'd suggest is try not to be reactive. Let's listen to it. Let's hear it. We're going to have all sorts of emotions. Let's take some time. Let's take some time to think about it, to process it. You can even say to our friends, like, I really appreciate you coming to me with something you feel, I need to think about that. But then have a follow-up because if we leave it, don't talk about it again, it's going to simmer, it's going to sit there. Take some time with it because it's a very delicate subject. I'm actually loving this topic. It's so nuanced, it's so interesting, and we can unpack so many little things about this. Mm. But I think I keep coming back to the idea of, like, why why do we care so much? Like, why does it affect us so much? I think uh, you can see that. Like, you can yeah. see it in the response that we got on Instagram. You can see it just from the conversations we're having with people in the office. Like, everyone is like, oh, my God, I have a friend like this. Or, like, mm. I've been there. I've done that. I've said it. Like, it's just something that seems to bring up this passion in a person. Yeah. And also I think a lot of people were worried that they felt selfish by being so affected by this because you're like, I'm just a friend. Like, it's really about them. But at the same time, you're like, no, it's really annoying me. Like, why do I care so much? Exactly. Well, something that Jared came to the conclusion of was to try and figure out what's actually going on for you. It's so interesting that... This is such a big thing. We have can have these thoughts about our friends, partners, and we really want to say something and we feel that conflict around whether we do it or not. And it's super interesting. And I'm always intrigued a little bit about like what it says about us that we don't like a friend's partner. If our friend is feeling supported and loved, that's obviously great. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna want that, I think. But is there something in it, and this is maybe a little bit Freudian, I don't know, but is there something in it that, you know, when we we choose friends, they're often similar to us, that if we see something in their partner that we don't like, we kind of want that to be resolved so that we can feel like maybe we're capable of having love or of having a relationship or we know what's happening. And so, like, it's saying something about how we're feeling in our relationships. And I think that's really important to check in this conversation where we're seeing something like, oh, that's what happened with my ex and I need to make sure that my friend doesn't have the, make the same mistake as I But we don't know what's happening behind closed doors. We so rarely know. And even what, depending on what our friend's telling us, there's so much more that happens that we're not aware of. So we aren't necessarily going to project stuff. And I wonder when we feel like the urge to tell our friend we don't like their partner, what is that saying about us and about how we're feeling in relationships and about what our relationships are like and what we're looking for and, yeah. 
I think one of the major takeaways from this chat was that a lot of people said to us they need to make the mistake themselves and figure it out themselves. Like you've got to give people time to grow, figure it out, come to their own conclusion. Yeah, sometimes as a friend as well, like there's just nothing you can say. You might think that you have a lot of power and that your friend's going to listen But sometimes, especially if those rose-coloured glasses be on, like, there's nothing you can actually do. But most importantly, Jared says that you really just need to be there for them, whether it's now or in the future. Because obviously, if they've got rose-coloured glasses on and their partner's being a jerk, they might not be feeling it now because they're avoiding it, like, internally, but they're going to be on some level and they will in the future. And at that time, they're going to need their friend. If everyone around them is seeing that this partner's a jerk, but they're not, it's a matter of time. And sometimes we have to let that happen, but be there for them at that point. Also, just quickly, before we leave, before we fuck off, <laughs> I want to talk about Doug. So I'm like, bring in Doug. We're bringing in Doug. Bringing in Doug. So Doug got in our DMs because he said that, Years ago, when his friends started dating someone, him and his mates all hated the new partner. And they kind of went about it in a really immature way. We were drunk one time after a bit of an altercation and we decided, bugger it, we'll delete it on Facebook. When, when we did it, he sort of asked, like, what the hell's the go with this? And we said, oh, look, we're just sick of her attitude and she just doesn't treat us good and, you know, she's shit to us. And he was like, okay, I recognise that she can be a bit short with you guys sometimes, but that's not the right way to go about it. And we're like, yeah, you're right. That wasn't the right way to go about it. And it was really shit at the time. I come five years later, she's different. She's really good to everyone. She's fantastic. And, like, we all get along brilliantly and... You know, it was it was just shit for everyone. And it was good to see that something from such a bad situation can actually come good. So here you go. This is one instance, and I'm sure there are many more, where actually bringing it up in a good way, not like how Doug did. Yeah. And he did reflect on that. He said it wasn't the best way to go about it. But yeah, if you can do it in a healthy, constructive way, be there for your friend, maybe a couple of years down the track, it's going to be all good. Thank you so much for listening. That was so much fun to do. And yes. thank you again for all your stories. You can always get involved on our Instagram at Triple J The Hookup. We love you and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Dave Marchese here from the Triple J Hack Team. If you love The Hookup podcast like I do, we reckon you might enjoy the Triple J Hack podcast too. Each day we bring you the news that matters to you, from the latest science on climate change to what's going on in politics and news around the world. The Hack Podcast. It's your daily fix of the news you need to know. Get it wherever you're listening now.